Do you get that Friday feeling, ladies and gents? Welcome to the Football Ramble. Jack Grealish is officially a Man City player, but little Lionel might be on the move. It's Friday, 6th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. Yeah, you remember that one, did you? I'm Luke Moore. <laughs> Welcome on and all to your fabulous Friday. Oh, gentlemen, what a, it's a packed show. It is a packed show, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're still um, just about in the uh, what is it? What does Jim call it? The perineum of the of the yeah, uh, summer the season. The Buffalo's kind of until tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we we're just about mm. to get to the the balls, uh, if you will, or the scrotum. I'm not in, Marcus. I'm, I'm not actually bumhole. not in it anymore because um, yeah. I spent my time watching St Johnston last night. Oh, so the <laughs> season has officially started for me. <laughs> oh. uh, so I'm, I'm out of that zone now officially. You love a team who are nicknamed the Saints, Luke Moore. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Before we get to any of that, chaps, Barcelona announced last night that Lionel Messi will be um, will be not. He won't be. He's discontinued <laughs> at Barcelona. He's discontinued. They had a little montage. <laughs> the official Barcelona Twitter account were like, "Yeah, cheers, Mess. Thanks very much. Goodbye." Uh, it's it's all happening. We know Laporta is going to be doing a press conference uh, whilst we're doing this podcast. So by the time we finish, it may all be answered and in a neat little. Well, package. Get, get no one watching that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just clash. reading his paper. He's just reading his PayPal uh, address out. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Come yeah. exactly. Yeah, but apparently the the financial and structural obstacles made it impossible to renew his contract at the club. And when they say financial and structural obstacles, that does suggest that overspending for years was not their fault, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it, I mean, what are you having any of this, Pete? Do you think it's all a load of nonsense? No, I think uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Messi was still playing for Barcelona next season. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just like a kind of, um, we'll pay you as much as we can each week, and just put you on layaway, effectively. Like and you you're just and that jamming like a certain amount of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So yeah. it's it's like it's like a gas meter. Put an ingot in the Messi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in his in his in his sports bag. How long have you got me for this week? Okay, and I'll, yeah. I'll play for sixty minutes and then come off. Which, uh-huh. to be quite frank, is what he should be playing. Is he should only be playing 60, 70 minutes? Do you think so? <laughs> I um, I, I, you know, when um, you watch, you see something on uh, on the on the when you're going on a flight somewhere or whatever, mm. and or you're st- stood in a uh, you're at a terrible job in an office, and and you have to watch these videos, and it comes up, it flashes up all the time. This is a training video. Yeah, yeah. I think when I saw Barcelona's <laughs> tactics last night. <laughs> I felt like it should flash up. This is a tactic. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, this, this to me is like this to me is like the, the gunman in the, in the saloon in the Wild West. He's got three bullets left. He's on his own in the bottom of the saloon. And there's people surrounding it outside. Yeah. And I'm going down shooting, baby. Yeah, yeah, I will yeah. take this public, Lionel. I will take this public. If you, you're making me do this, Lionel, yeah, we're yeah. going to take it public. Uh, so I, I, I agree with Pete. I think it's definitely not uh, confirmed that he's not going to continue with Barcelona. Uh, I think this might just be a tactic. And also, by the way, the other thing about it is it might well be that that Lionel Messi might not be able to play football anywhere if it's not Barcelona because I was speaking to Andy last night and uh, he was saying it's very, very difficult to imagine um, any club signing him for the money. I mean, Man City won't get him. Um, it's it's a huge, huge undertaking, even though he's av- effectively available to, to, to take on these wages and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. unless he massively decreases his demands. And that's assuming that he wants to leave anyway, which I'm sure he probably doesn't. Yeah. Well, I just, for those who are participating in some sort of sweepstake at the moment, um, 
might I say that I have it on good authority that uh, David Beckham and Inter Miami rate him as a footballer. <laughs> and, they got uh, a draw the other day, by the way. They did, and yeah. uh, in the big Florida derby. You think it didn't get a mention yeah. on this show, Luke? Yeah. You think that didn't get a mention? I know, this saying. show is rapidly becoming what is Fizzer up to daily. It's unbelievable. It. I signed the memo. Well, he's currently in negotiations with Harry Kane, and nobody in the media other than us have picked that up. Idiots. Um, and uh, I, Messi has said he wouldn't mind to play in America at some point, so why not? not now why not now because he's definitely leaving Barcelona because they've said goodbye can't go back on yeah, that now they'll say goodbye Pedri's Clark crying yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. would, it, would it be an amazing twist if uh, Messi did turn up into Miami and it cost David Beckham his entire fortune <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think there are other financial backers who have got more money in the bank than him. But no, but Messi said, "I'll do it, but well, I want all the money to come from Beckham." Uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. And I want all of his son's cameras mm. <laughs> and followers. Uh, well, yeah, Messi. I mean, if if he does leave Barcelona, it will mean that Mark Noble is now the longest-serving one club man in Europe's top five divisions. Something, oh, it's for Nobles to get a mention on the back we, of that. Yeah. Can all get behind. Great for something him. We can all get behind there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they still, Barcelona still might not be able to register uh, their new signings either. I mean, what, what is happening there? They're, they're like a rich man's Derby County, the way they're playing it. The, the football, <laughs> football is starting to, well, it's been eating itself for a long time. And I don't know the intricate details. I know there was some weird uh-huh. um, private equity kind of investment firm news as well last night, which Real Madrid got the arsehole about as yeah. well, didn't they? Which basically yeah. seemed no. to be like, if you do this, it yeah. means that you can't commit to a Super League. You have to commit to La Liga. But we might better find some money down the back of the sofa for you to sort yourself out. <laughs> so it's all a bit like playing a simulation video game where the currency isn't real. Yeah. Like, well, you could do it. There's always, you could always find a way around it. You know, you can always just type in a code yes. and loads of money appears in your account. It's, it's FIFA it's coins, strange. isn't it? You just go and get your dad's credit card and just buy some more FIFA coins for, for, for more money. But it, it, it is like don't all do of that these... Stewie, know about don't that? Don't do that. <laughs> That's why he won't talk to me. Uh, but like yeah. Barcelona very much a team that like... You know, football, like you say, is eating itself and, and, and everything's kind of quite virtual and there's NFTs uh, where you're yeah. selling like image, basically, mm. you know, trading cards of players. And, and and Barcelona have got all the players, but they can't actually play them because they're just trading cards now. They are yeah. just yeah. physical manifestations of the trading card game. And that fans we all know only and care love. about transfers, right? It doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. To yeah, a fan, so totally sign the player. Totally. It doesn't matter if he plays or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to call him a fraud in three weeks' time anyway. <laughs> yeah, I find exactly. it extraordinary that, that, in theory, it won't happen, but in theory, we could be in a situation where the most famous footballer or, or one of two of the most famous footballers and best footballers on the planet won't be able to play next season because uh, admin errors and this, that and the other and so on and so forth. You're right. Football's eaten itself for so long. If Messi goes a season without playing... That will be football saying we're full and we're now vomiting some of the goodness back up because this is just it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. madness. The, the only club that, that that people would sort of realistically mention would be would be PSG, of course. But uh, you know, even yeah. they have to mm. to bow to FFP and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's not going to go to Man City. They've just just dropped a hundred sheets, hundred million sheets on Grealish. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, as I said to you yesterday, I think. Um, if, if it is possible, Man City should perhaps take Grealish back, put a little thread on him, say it's broken, <laughs> faulty goods, and get a voucher and spend that voucher on Messi. But um, I, um, I, I, um, I don't know if it's if it's possible. One thing I didn't, didn't mention earlier when I was talking about 
what Andy Russell would call landing spots for Lionel Messi. Oh, yeah. Um, is that FFP has been relaxed because of COVID. Yeah, yeah but not that much. Temporarily. <laughs> well, yeah. What's your cut off? Because <laughs> I've got, still this does exist. In my pocket. <laughs> I've got the money from an entire oil-rich state in my pocket, and it's burning a hole. Yeah. So what's your cut off here? Absolutely. FFP. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, look, it, it, as we say, uh, by the end of this podcast, or by the time you listen to it, it would have changed. It may well be clear. He may well be playing for Real Madrid. Give him, give him to Madrid so they can shut up or something. <laughs> I don't know. They'll only be happy. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but we do know that Jack Grealish is a Manchester City player now. They officially announced him last night for a new British transfer record of a hundred million boys. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> he's, nice. He's, I'll tell you something, and learn from this, uh, uh, Charlie Kane. Jack Grealish has signed <laughs> a six-year contract at a side that are going to win lots of trophies. He will wear the number 10 shirt and he's going to earn something like £360,000 a week or something ludicrous. I mean, oh. I, ju- I just... Bill Grealish must be a great, great <laughs> agent. <laughs> Little oh. Billy Grealish. Oh, Gary. Harry Kane is on the phone right now going, why did I get the shit brother? <laughs> i tell you something, though. I just... Grealish, don't get me wrong, he is absolute box office. He's one of the most enjoyable footballers to watch. <laughs> that we can all agree. Even though he, he only started, I think, one game at the Euros, um, really almost sort of belonged to him in, in some senses. But Luke, Grealish, a few years ago, and I know he's only 25, soon to be 26. That's how age works. He, <laughs> he was not that long ago a bit of a kind of cult hero in the championship. Now, I understand he's been a bit of a late bloomer, um, you know, same could be said about Kevin De Bruyne, of course, at Manchester City as well, or Frank Lampard's another obvious one. He, not that long ago, a bit of a cult hero in the championship, doing really, really well there. Then he he gets promoted then relegated with Villa and all that business. Only, what, this time last year or, or, or around about a year ago, he gets his first England cap. As I say, he wasn't a starter for England at the Euros. He's been playing for Aston Villa, a very different club and, and a very different setup to Manchester City. And he's gone for a hundred million pounds, and will be earning that amount of money. When you put it into sort of a bit of context like that, does it not surprise you a little bit? Even though he's absolute box office, and the whole country is in love with him at the moment, other than some disgruntled Villa fans, which is understandable. Yeah, after, after you've made all those points, yeah. um, I've ripped up my notes. I think he's crap. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is it fair to say though that that, that players do sometimes have mm. one season where they are unplayable and then they kind of go back to their mean performances. Like, no, I, I, th- I think no, I, I, th- I, th- I think um, look, there's 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 a um, there's a release clause in this contract mm-hmm. to do with Champions League clubs, which Man City met, and so that's probably they probably made it probably made them a lot a lot easier for them to do the deal. Uh, and Grealish obviously wanted to go, despite the fact that he loves Villa. And you know, I don't, I dare say, in a number of years' time, he may even go back and end his career there. I'm sure he'd like to. Mm. But to me, I understand your points, but I don't know if that tells the full picture. Chiefly because it could be argued that he only stayed at Villa when they were relegated because he loved the club so much, mm-hmm. and um, he, there were cl- other clubs in for him for big money, and he didn't move. And he's had two seasons under his belt at, at the in the uh, at, you know posting good numbers in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And he's also featured. Fair enough, he hasn't started, but there's tactical reasons for why he didn't start for England. It's not yeah. he didn't start because he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's now a player who looks to have matured into uh, into his into his uh, you know his, into his ability really. And they're prob- and Man City are probably gambling that. Um, he's now his ceiling is so high that he can make mm. a real contribution. And I think if you look at what Man City want in a player, 
playing under Pep Guardiola is all about keeping the ball. Well, Grealish is brilliant at keeping the ball. Um, they probably need a little bit of a refresh in those kind of attacking Well, I areas. think that's right, yeah. Um, and that give, he gives them that as well, gives everyone a little bit of a lift because he's such an exciting player. And secondly, and finally, and perhaps most importantly, it's a big challenge for him, right? Yeah. Because he's now going to be a big fish, but in a massive pond where he was the the main guy really at Villa, even mm-hmm. though they've got other good players. But because of his background, because he was captain, because of who the team he supports is, and because of the type of player he is and the current profile of Aston Villa as a club, he was the main man there. Mm-hmm. He is not going to be the main man at City, at least initially, but he could become it. And he's definitely got the ability. And I don't know anyone whose football opinion I respect who doesn't think he's an absolute world-class player. Yeah. And that's got to tell you something. And finally, for now, I just want to say the video to announce him, I mm. actually thought was very well done. I, did I enjoyed it. <laughs> I yeah. thought Pete might like it too. Yeah. I, 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 it's very much like, you know, the, the, the blue light they use is very much like the um, Bray Wyatt fiend character they got in the WWE. They always have like a red light sort of thing. Or when Kane <laughs> used to wrestle The Undertaker, yeah. it was very sort of like, I was like, is he going to smile? Is he gonna... There's that smile. Yeah, and look, yeah. as, as soon as that guy, if that guy's playing with a smile on his face, I, you know, who's, who, who's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, upset yeah. with him to be quite They frank. got the he's, calves he's in shot. Football. They, they got, did, the they got the big calves in shot. I thought they could have had it though. Um, because he's he's so likable, they could have had it, you know, the the pomp and ceremony. Then he comes out, and at the end, you just it's the camera then hones in on his face and just goes, "All right." Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be unfair, but I did. I did think about saying the one thing that made the video really good was that he didn't speak. He didn't. Say I, it, honestly, right, I could yeah. listen. I could listen to him being interviewed. All but day, I actually so. really like hearing him speak. He just oh. seems like such a great like. I mean, that, um, that comment he made, go lucky kid. Yeah, that comment when he made about you know with England Germany he went. Oh, it was a masterclass, wasn't it? You know, I just it's just <laughs> glorious. Absolutely glorious. Uh, would it be fair to say that, that if someone, it doesn't matter what, what walk of life, is offering you that amount of money, yeah. it you simply have to take it. It is actual dereliction as a human being not <laughs> yeah. to liberate someone well, from that amount of money every week. It just, it's but, incredible. But, 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 yeah. but Marcus, I was just going to say, there was talk, I think yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before yesterday, from a couple of journalists, Pete, that the money that Aston Villa were offering was actually very similar. Yeah, right, they were okay, going to. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, really. Yeah. They really, 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 really wanted cash, him to yeah. stay. But I think you made the point, Luke, about when Darren Anderson left Port- Portsmouth and all this, you know, and other other sort of things. I understand Villa fans or some Villa fans, you know, will, will be very, very. He's annoyed. not a Darren Anderson yet, Marcus. Don't be hasty. Not yet, no. But but uh, <laughs> but he's he's going that way. But he, yeah. I, if you're going to leave, then make sure that the club that that he you profess to love get an enormous transfer fee for you. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I think he's left on the best possible terms. I know some Villa fans won't see it like that, but but I but I genuinely believe that. He wasn't missing training or doing anything like that. He turned up and if and if the transfer hadn't have gone through he oh, would have put a dig at Charlie again. Massive <laughs> dig at the Kane brothers, um whoever they're wrestling and uh, <laughs> and and uh, they sound I, really hard. <laughs> just like the Kane brothers. But I think but they're we, not. But I think with Grealish though. What I find interesting though is, is the point you made about about refreshing the squad and and that kind of thing, um, Luke. Because with a six year contract on that kind of money, they're saying that this guy is going to be one of our big players for the next, well, six years perhaps. But football doesn't always work like that. But certainly in the next sort of few seasons, at least when he's in his peak, um, theoretically. Hmm. And Guardiola and uh, has been at Manchester City for the, for for the longest amount of time he's been at a club. 
and refresh, refreshing the side is important. And if you remember when um, it would have been under Johan Cruyff at Barcelona when Guardiola was there, who we would learn a lot from, there was a little bit of inertia maybe setting in with some of the players with the system they played and all that kind of stuff. So what did he do? He chucked in Stoichkov. You know, that was very much a, a mad Bulgarian <laughs> among the pigeons, you know. And so I, I'm not saying Grealish is, uh, Grealish is not the, uh, the same character as Stoichkov because Stoichkov was, was perpetually angry, whereas Grealish seems to be the other way around. But it is that kind of um, different character, different sort of slightly different style of play perhaps, although he can fit in a system and he showed that certainly with England at times in, in the summer, um, that actually kind of keeps other players on their toes a bit, but he does give them a lift. So I, 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 think, it's, I, think, it's a, I think it's a good signing all round. Villa get an enormous amount of money. They've already spent a bit of it very wisely and uh, a Man City get a box office player. With beautiful cars, I, I just think that I, I just think the uh, it's one in the eye for the lad who slid into Jim's DMs uh, yesterday. Oh right, uh, basically saying that uh, you know uh, Jack has failed his uh, City medical. Yeah, City doctors have said don't sign him. Uh-huh. Pep is desperate for him, and they're having another independence assessment. Hashtag <laughs> ITK. Yeah, yeah ITK. Uh, Lucifer Diablo six nine four twenty. I don't know why people do these things, especially for Jim as well. Yeah, well, Jim, Jim's the big whistleblower, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but it, obviously, some Villa fans are going to be a bit upset. Um, but Gareth Barry has offered uh, Grealish's sympathies, knowing what an uproar um, can be caused when you move from Villa to Man City for big money. So Jack's got Gareth's. Uh, Backing and blessing. I completely forgot about that. That was all a bit strange. It was a bit strange. It was a bit strange. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you'd expect that Manchester City probably won't uh, go in for Harry Kane now, but uh, you never know with football. The big question, though, is will Jack Grealish be starting the Community Shield against Leicester City? Tomorrow at Wembley, are they going to get that over the line? Is he going to get in there? Because Pep Guardiola um, did say that uh, they're going to play perhaps a second team or, or a weakened side because he's disrespecting um, the Community Shield, which I don't like, and neither does Jose Mourinho. No, he's disrespecting British traditions. That's true. But, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they asked him, is he going to have a full roast dinner after the match? And he said, what's that? And everyone, yeah, he hates British. Yeah, he does. Stuff. He does. It's an absolute description. Well, he can't hate it that much, because Jack Grealish uh, has signed... Although One of the great maybe British he was told traditions. That, maybe he was told that Grealish played for Ireland that many times. He thought, oh, that's fine. He's not British enough, so we, we're okay. <laughs> well, the great British traditions is, as we all know, yeah. is on a windy and rainy day, uh-huh. smashing the ball aimlessly in the channel. And Pep Guardiola does nothing of that. No. And I, I, that's, that's the sort of thing that should be kept in the British Museum. And Guardiola is, in my opinion, pissing all over it. I mean, he does put the ball in the channel a lot, but there's way too it's much to purpose. A player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, just actually to a player. <laughs> but, then, but then, of course, Manchester City, we were talking about them, but they've got to overcome Brother Brendy and Leicester, who have got a taste for silverware now. And yeah, That's uh, true. And I, th- I think um, it's a... Uh, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a very short gap. And although although I've basically done all my preseason training in the form of watching St. Johnston versus Galatasaray last night, yes. and I feel match fit now, uh-huh. the break <laughs> in between the Euros and the season is very short, isn't it? Mm, so... Mm. You can understand why Pep, <clears throat> um, the disrespectful bastard, doesn't want to uh, play a full strip team against Leicester. But it's a curtain raiser. It's a Saturday tea time curtain raiser. And let's be honest, none of us is ready for it, but we'll have to watch it. We're going to have to watch it. Before we talk about St. Johnson, Luke, because it is only fair on you, uh, absolutely awful to see Wesley uh, Fafana getting a, a broken fibula in Leicester's yeah. preseason front against Villarreal. Um, he was voted. It was a forwards challenge. Is oh, it? my God. It was an absolute shocker. It was like Nino, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of rolled under the plate. It was, it was, it was, you hate to see it. And he has apologised, but 
it was unnecessary oh, at best. So frustrating and, and, and so upsetting for the player. Yeah, he was voted Leicester's young player of the season earlier in the summer. Exactly. So, so they will miss him, and they will be after mm. uh, another defender. Uh, Rogers said uh, very much. But anyway, uh, all the best to him, and we look forward to the to the Community Shield. Before we go to a mm. break, um, Luke Moss and Johnston got a very very good draw away to Galatasaray. They did. It was a great game to watch. It was a lot of incident. Mm. Um, they, St. Johnson rode their luck early on. Galatasaray had quite a few chances. Uh, I'm not assuming anyone listening to this who doesn't support St. Johnston was watching this game. So <laughs> forgive me for the kind of ersatz match report. I feel like I'm delivering you some actual new information for once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it had everything. It had um, quite a lot of fans in the stadium, a good atmosphere. Sending Fatty Tarim marauding up and down the touchline with an open neck white shirt on, <laughs> which is actually very intimidating. That's it worth is. a few points a season, that. It is. You'll he, find that he won't be as intimidating when he gets to Perth, though. When he gets to Perth, year. <laughs> true, that is true. Yeah, and and St Johnston had, I mean, with respect to them, because obviously Galatasaray are a very, very storied European team, and, and St Johnston, I don't think St Johnston have ever qualified for the main main event, uh, as it were. Um, but they had a touch because Galatasaray gave away a ridiculous um, goal. Um, due to a terrible back pass that Muslera, the, the, the very experienced goalkeeper, had no choice but to bring down the St. Johnston player. And then they rode their luck out for a draw. I mean, to be fair, Galatasaray did bounce back mm. pretty much straight away and they did look a bit undercooked. But nevertheless, I mean, it's a great it's a great result to go there and get a draw yeah. and be able to take that back to back to a home game. They've got a real chance. I, I think it's yeah. it was a great game to watch. I really enjoyed watching competitive club football again. And it was, like I said, it was a game packed full of incident. It was fantastic. Well, do you think Clark that- in Nets was absolutely cracking? So he, one, like, he, he had a lot to do. <laughs> he was very busy, wasn't Was he? that always fantastic. the plan, though, for St. Johnson, Pete, is to get the draw in Turkey and then take them back to McDermott Park and give them the shellacking. I think they probably would have liked it a bit quieter than that, to be honest. (laughs) I see, I see. I love the fact that Falcao's on the bench for Galatasaray. Bring him on. No use. No no use for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other story from uh, the... um, the European games last night was, uh, who was it? Uh, Rakov Cheskova uh, versus Ruben Kazan. It was delayed after the numbers fell off the back of the Ruben shirts. How does that I happen? I saw this. It it was the most village thing I've <laughs> ever seen. It's they a basically... dream for the Europa Conference League, guys. <laughs> they drew, Come they on. Drew. fell off the back of the shirts. And then they drew the numbers <laughs> on in like some Sharpie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> it was so bad. How did they it fall so off bad. the back of the... Like, were they terrified? They just clearly <laughs> haven't been so... <laughs> we haven't tested these in the rain, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. fingers crossed. So yeah. I, I, I've got a couple of shirts that do that, but it's very much like a Nippon hand, hand fighter shirt from the 90s. I like see. it starts falling off. It's like well, and you, I and understand sure, why it happens. And you've got some quite severe body odor issues, right? So <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the um, alien's blood from Alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all big news. League uh, also kicks off this weekend. And if you want to hear about the title contenders in France this season, then get over to Football Ramble Presents and catch up uh, with uh, yesterday's on the continent with Dot and Andy and David Cartledge. Decent listen, everybody. You've heard it from me. Right, let's have a break. Hold on, please, Gary. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails. We've 
we've got an email from Gary Robinson. Thanks for getting in touch, Gary. Um, the heartbreaking dilemma of the eight-year-old Villa fan brought to mind a similar situation in my own childhood. On my ninth birthday in March '95. I asked my dad for a Kanchelskis 14 on the back of a United shirt mm. in the days when it was a quid a letter. Uh, my, dad, <laughs> my dad was reluctant knowing uh, Kanchelskis might leave soon, but me as a nine-year-old, I couldn't understand why a man as placid as Alex Ferguson would sell his top scorer. I wasn't to know the stories that would emerge later. Um, I don't actually know those stories. Uh, so I got the shirt printed at the end of March 95. Kanchelskis uh, missed the rest of the season. United collapsed in the run-in and he was sold to Everton that summer. That's what football do to you, quite frankly. Yeah, we, we, we can't actually... I think if it's the thing I'm thinking of, we probably can't talk about what happened anyway. <laughs> so okay, don't worry then. about it. Yeah. Cool. Google it yourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, did the numbers just fall off at the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fell off. Yeah, maybe that's the way to do it. Get the I never, of... I never really had a name on the back of my shirt as a kid. Yeah, I, 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 I don't either. really know why. Unless you bought a, unless you bought a knockoff kit when you were abroad. So yeah, I remember getting. Um, I was I was on tour with the boys, and uh, <laughs> we we couldn't believe you could get these uh, knockoff kits for sort of ten fifteen quid. <laughs> uh, and uh, got a Totti Roma one, you know, when they had that sort of nice Kappa kit. But then, obviously, as the years go by, you go, this is just a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there we are. Uh, you get what you pay for, ladies and gentlemen. Show yeah. at footballramble.com. Uh, the EFL is back. The EFL's back. We've got a game of foot. We've got an actual game of foot. None of that Euro- Europa League yeah. nonsense or conference or whatever it's called. We've got a championship game tonight uh, with Bournemouth yeah. versus West Brom. Stadiums will be at full capacity. In uh, in the football league, which is quite exciting, um, but yeah, Bournemouth mm. versus West Brom. We're going to find out what Scott Parker's boys are made of. Although they did register a five nil win uh, recently in the cup, so they, they they seem to be um they seem to be in in good stead. Valerian Ishmael is uh, obviously the West Brom chap now because Sam Allardyce didn't fancy it predictably. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like they've gone from like Big Sam to a manager who has an umlaut and an accent in his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete turn. It's a reaction. It's a complete reaction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Parker said this week um, that he is seeking stability, like Eddie Howe did um, at Bournemouth. There's a lot of stability chat. Marco Silva's been talking about stability at uh, at Fulham. Yet, yeah, do you want stability at a club when you're in the Championship? Surely you want to get promoted. Do you want to kind of. Yeah, the, the championship is not a place for stability. It is for <laughs> no. manic, bad decisions. <laughs> and I'm not sure if Marco Silva's the best person to be talking about stability. Yeah. It's a bit, a bit, it's a bit like Bernard Matthews talking about vegetarianism. <laughs> you know, Marco Marco had his head turned once and, and, and completely down tools for about six months. <laughs> you know, it was the most instable, whatever you want to call it, unstable working performance like I've ever seen in football. So I don't know if he needs to be talking about stability, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Like Mr. Kipling saying, lower your sugar intake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it, Valerian Ishmael, he guided Barnsley to fifth um, uh, after taking over last October um, when they were 21st. I suspect it was a reign of terror. It looking was at him. quite possibly. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that was quite impressive what he did with Barnsley. Yeah, he did a great job there. But and um, You've got to say. He, 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 I mean, I, I think um, hopes are probably quite high um, at West Brom, given that you know, they will be among the favourites for the league this season. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think they've lost a game in pre-season West Brom. I know you can't read too much into that. No. Uh, there's a couple of players out in the cold, a couple of, you'd imagine, because Pereira it looked, always tends to... But it was a bit of a shame with what happened to Pereira, who was who provided so Yeah, many he's sort of, one of them. He's, he's pretty much exiled from the first team training. He, he, he asked for a transfer on Monday, and it looks like he, he'll be joining Saudi Arabian side Al-Hilal, which... 
it's a bit of a shame to lose him from from English football because he, he does have some lovely little moments in his. Yeah, yeah he's a good player, and I think he's he, look, for, with respect. I think he's much better than playing in Saudi Arabia. But but I think I think um, you know I think from the manager's point of view, you talk about players being exiled and players not training with the first team. When you have a, a situation like that, I, I am in favour of the manager just doing what he needs to keep harmony in the group because. When teams come down from the Premier League into the Championship, there's always a, li- a lot of um, upheaval yeah. because certain players think they can still play in the Premier League. Certain players want moves. Um, your budget's obviously massively different, so you have to make changes. So I, I think Ishmael's probably doing what I would suspect he would do to look at him and just not taking any shit whatsoever. Um, and I, like I say, I think that they've looked good in pre-season. So, I mean, and they'll be among the favourites along with, you know, Bournemouth themselves, Fulham, mm. and probably Sheffield United, you'd say. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting start to the season tonight, Bournemouth 3 West Brom. Two new managers, mm-hmm. um, two teams that everyone watching will probably be, who's, you know, who's used to watching Premier League football, will be familiar with. It's a good, good way to start the season, I think. It is, yeah. You mentioned Sheffield United there. I'm, I'm quite jealous that they've got Slavisa Jakanovic because, my goodness, they should play some lovely stuff under him. I just remember watching him, watching his Fulham teams, and it, it was a joy. Uh, I, so I'm quite intrigued what he's going to do there. Uh, speaking of Fulham, though, Marco Silva's involved, of course. Uh, he, yeah, what are your hopes for um, from this year for Marco's missionaries promotion? I think I think Marco's he, Marco's missiles. Yeah, well, hopefully he won't get his head turned. You know, like if the better job comes along, as, as we know what happened with, with Watford. I mean, he did. I'll tell you something now, Marcus. If if fucking you know, if the Man United fucking tea lady walks past his house. <laughs> He's gonna fucking right, lose all us. his focus. That's us, lads. Yeah, you're done. That's yeah, it. he said. He said um, uh, before he took the Fulham job, I wanted to take on a good challenge and a good project. If that came in England, it would be really good for me. Of course, a lot of good in there. Well, he has got mm. a good project. He's managed to keep Mitrovic uh, involved because obviously he was a bit pissed off with Parker last season. I think that was a that was a, an interesting thing when Parker left. Because inevitably, you know what it's like when you have a group of players that get a side promoted and then you go up to the Premier League and then the manager goes, yeah, some of you lot aren't really cut out for this and I'm going to bench mm. you all or forget about you. You can go off on loan. And then when they get relegated, he goes, ah, lads, lads, come back. Uh, <laughs> might need you again. Yeah. And I think, I think if Parker has stuck around, <laughs> I know there's other examples of managers who have done this and it's, and it's worked out okay. But if Parker has stuck around, I think some of the players that have just been like, nah, no, I, I think it was a good move all round that Parker left, even though great servant to Fulham and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think Silver come in and who's quite a big name, let's be honest. Obviously, he's been managing in the Premier League mm. and, he's, and he's won titles in other countries. I, th- I think it's I think it's quite good. Well, I, th- I think I think also with with a player like um, Mitrovic, yeah, is, there's a there's a kind of oh, he's a good player and particularly at Championship level, he's been very successful. And I'm sure if he if he stays focused, he will continue to be successful this season. But there's a there's a disconnect, isn't there, between the reality of what how good he is and how good he thinks he is mm-hmm. and i think i think with, with that with that coming along that means that he, he perhaps expects moves to big clubs he expects people to be queuing up to sign him he expects to go be doing this that and the other and playing here there and everywhere and the reality is just it just doesn't fucking happen for whatever reason so he has to get his head down and start playing well for Fulham and trying to score goals at his level which he's shown he can do in the past 
And, and the reality of last season was that Parker just didn't trust him for whatever reason, whether it's because they're playing different type of football or whether mm-hmm. he wanted to grind out results or whatever, because they were still playing like fairly nice football. The players still continued to believe in Parker, but he just wasn't really picking Mitrovic much, was he? So no. he cl- clearly there's a disconnect between how good Mitrovic thinks he is but and how he... good he is actually at Premier League level. Possibly, possibly. But Mitrovic does it on an international level as well, which will give him that extra belief. And I think if, if you're a striker like Mitrovic, you've scored an awful lot of goals in the Championship. You have scored goals in the Premier League. Playing for a side who is struggling with relegation, yeah, they're playing nice football, but the one thing they can't do is score. You'd be within your rights to think, what am I doing sitting on the bench here? I'm the I'm the guy whose goals have got them promoted. And so there's there's a bit of chat there. But anyway... If Mitrovic stays at full in the season under Silva, he is Silva's type of forward. He likes that target man. He likes to play with inverted wiggers and get the fullbacks putting in, you know, crosses and all that kind of stuff. So I think it, it it could work out very nicely this season for Mitrovic because I think he enjoys playing for Fulham. He's you know he's been there for a few seasons now, uh, so it would be interesting. But they're playing Middlesbrough on Sunday. Mm. They're playing Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough, mm. which is always a uh, which is always an interesting one, and uh, we, we we've seen Neil Warnock um, handing out more photos of himself, which he which he does sign in front of the person, which I think is quite nice. They're not they're not got that printed signature on them, Peter. He does sign them live in front of the fans' faces. It's a bit of theatre. He does. He was. I think he was offering. Like, there was a lad called uh, Jack, and he was going, "What's your name, son?" And he's like, "Jack." And he's like, "Go on, you want one as well, then?" <laughs> and then he was like, like, like writing it. It's like it, it, it's very sweet. It's very old school, and it's very sweet. And I think it, he presents. Um, it, it, it's way more, way less disposable than than yeah. a selfie with a with a mobile and, and Pete, I think I'm a big he, fan of this. He's getting the piss taken out of him for this. All he needs to do is move that bum bag over the shoulder, like all the kids do these yeah. days. Exactly. He's, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's then away. you could be you could be on stage at Glastonbury doing some rapping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. Diago <laughs> <laughs> oh, Silva is it? Uh, um, yeah. You wouldn't get in my side. <laughs> leave means leave. Do you believe? My name is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! Are you, are you looking forward to seeing um, uh, Chilean star Ben Brereton in the championship this season? <laughs> like as soon as because he's got like a Chilean yep. uh, international career, you approach his name with such fear. <laughs> but it's just Brereton, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I Brereton very much Diaz loved. Now. I've, yeah, Diaz. <laughs> I love that advert where he's got so much makeup on. He's got so much makeup, and his beard is beautifully cut and there was a great video of him going back to uh, Blackburn and it was just um, about five minutes of people bantering the fuck out of him just yeah. people going go on then give us some Spanish then come on then <laughs> <laughs> come on and he's going no not right now and he's got and the kit man going <laughs> so what right do you want now. on your back then do you want Diaz he's going give us a few days he's already annoyed about it <laughs> <laughs> well it's like it's like um, it's like a um, a guy returning from like from university for the first term yeah oh, I suppose oh, you don't want to go to the pub campus. now do you it's all, it's all books now is it I suppose you'll be reading the book <laughs> tonight wanna, will you do you want to take a yard of books pathetic yeah <laughs> Uh, University of Chile, me. Um, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not said enough that um, that the way it was found out that he played for Chile, for those who don't know, oh, is yeah. that um, he, some people found that his mother was Chilean on Football Manager. Well, they're, they're, Chile, they're, they're from Chile, these people, these people, and they like yes, scour... Yeah. Uh, football manager for people who might be eligible for the national team, which which Let's I love. Start campaign. It's a very worthy. It's yeah, a very worthy more, job. More I people love that. should do yeah. that. Maybe they do. I don't know. 
Um, his performances for the national team makes me giggle because obviously he scored. He scored. I know he scored one goal. He may have scored more. Mm. But like the matches that I saw him in, like it was exciting and funny. But he did look very much off the pitch. He looked hot. <laughs> he looked, he looked hot. very hot. Oh, you will do. You will do. He, he is now the face <laughs> of Pepsi leggy. in Chile, which is glorious. Uh, and when I mean, he, you have to say that's a great result for him. That's a wonderful I mean, result. <laughs> magnificent stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. So, he said when they met the when he met the first team, he said they didn't let me sing Feliz Navidad, which presumably because it wasn't the season. Though, mm. so I did Wonderwall. Not sure anyone really knew what was going on. Yeah. Well, oh, that's a dig. That is a dig. It's a dig to all. They must know what Wonderwall is. Well, maybe not <laughs> if they're younger. Maybe yeah, not. true. Maybe not. Shame, isn't it? It's a big Time shame. moves on. Waits for no man, Pete. Waits for no Gallagher yeah. brother. No. Or Wayne Rooney, uh, because um, he's having a terrible time, isn't he? You forget what a brilliant footballer Wayne Rooney was in his pomp <laughs> when you see him at Derby trying to, uh, you know, on this sort of sinking ship, desperately trying to find uh, signings to plug the gaps and holes with. But they've There's got, more going on with him in his retirement than there was as he was a player. Yeah, I, it's it's <laughs> mad. Extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, you've got a feel for old Sleepy Wayne, haven't you? I mean, he's Derby have been rushing to sign <laughs> as many as eight players on free transfers before midday today so that they can be eligible for their opener against Huddersfield on Saturday. And it's mad. This is Derby it's, County. It's a huge it's club. Ideal. And they're in the championship. This is, honestly, I, words fail me with the situation going on at it's, Derby. Um, yeah. It's... It's, so they've they've playing they've been playing preseason games essentially with like with trialists right and then, mm. and as of time of recording they only have eight signed on outfield players for the first game of the season. Um, I respect the fact that Rooney still found time to get to squeeze a few beers in. Yeah, you know, got to, you got you got <laughs> who to find time who to wouldn't be drinking at this point to be quite frank. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine the, the Mel Morris just just seeing him and going. It's not going to help things, is it? You can't run away from your problems, Wayne. I was trying to We've just, got a size of players. I was trying to let, just, me, let, just, let, me, let me sit <laughs> in this Wayne chair going, for five minutes. It's the Wayne, only piece I get. Wayne saying, <laughs> no, I, I heard that there were a few uh, championship quality players in this nightclub. <laughs> and so uh, I was just, just going to see if I could are. find them. I think he was <laughs> trying yeah, to... Almost certainly were. I was trying to distract attention off us. No, you've piled it on us. You idiot. Uh, I don't know. If, is Ravel Morrison and Phil Jagielka, are they involved? I know they were trying to get them. Like, who basically, whoever turns up, just get them in. Like, with this trialist oh, mate, business, just, no, you, you're not a trialist. You're, you're a first-team player. That's what you are. I don't care who but, you are. But, You've had the bollocks to turn up to training or fancy it as a trialist. That's good enough for us right now. Yeah, but some of these and you're players getting a want wages. From me. <laughs> some of these players want wages. Yeah, he's injuring some of them. It's making it worse. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. What, what I would say is that um, Ravel Morrison was training with Derby County. Yeah. And so, um, and so that that meant that some very earnest journalist could write another article about how this time for Ravel Morrison he's really found his home and he'll definitely get a great <laughs> career. Uh, it's about the fourteenth time that's happened. Bless him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to manifest itself into anything, but. Yeah. One thing I would say is, if you are short of players, don't go around soonessing them on the training ground no. because that's going to make the situation it worse. It is going to make the situation worse. A bit, by the way, what you say about paying the, the players' wages, obviously you said this, but yeah, Mel Morris um, handed contracts to a group of trialists, but only with their names on and no wage figures. I don't know, was that for them to fill out themselves? <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> they are, Mel. What a negotiator. <laughs> he, he got that idea from Peter Ridgedale. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well I don't know I do if, I mean 
it's it, all it, just a big shame. It is At the end just, of the day, yeah. Derby County are, a, are, a, are, a, are a, an important club. Oh, amazing. That yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's a huge club. It's terrible. They're in this state, but to be quite frank. They are absolutely ridiculous that it's come to that. Um, two uh, uh, more positive stories involve Hartlepool and Sutton United. What about old pools, eh, PTD? They were... They're up. They've, si- they, they've signed about a million players. Yeah. They could probably lend a few to Derby, to be quite frank. I mean, <laughs> It's come to that. They, they, they've, Don't they've do that in your come... first trip back into the Football League, Pete, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Imagine that, though. You get, promoted <laughs> the the, away. you get promoted to the Football League and they're saying to Hartlepool players, they're doing that thing, can you cut it at this level? You're going to have to go out on loan. Oh, for crap, well, just a minute. You're going to Derby. All right, fair enough. But the way up. Pete said that was like, we've got, we, we've got back into the Football League. Now that's the end game. Yep, so that's it. don't need the players yeah. anymore. No. <laughs> well, that is good news, Hartley. But Sutton United is incredible how they've gone up. I mean, I, I love the fact that their 3G pitch, which I have played on, uh, and I can confirm that it was a 3G pitch. That's journalism, that. They've, they've had to replace it with grass. And obviously, I'll, I'll need to go down there and play on it again to, to make sure that that's yeah. all above board as well. Yeah. But it is mad. That they have to do that because that 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 artificial surface has actually served them very very well. I know it sounds ridiculous, yeah. but you can you can hire it out to people. You can make a few quid from it. You can, you know, you can play beautiful <laughs> football in the winter, Peter. But they had to get the old fast grass in, don't they? So um, that's kind of like the big the big. Uh, uh, Sort of uh, project at Sutton United, of course. But did you not just sort of like do like the Emperor's New Clothes and just sort of say that it's grass, mm. and then people come over and go, "It's not grass, though, is it?" And they go, "How do you even know? How do you yeah. even test whether something is grass or not?" And just keep on well, denying it. that it's fake. I know, but what I've just said, Pete, has just kind of put the kibosh on that. I think. Yeah. yeah oh, because you confirmed. Yeah, you confirmed it was three G. Yes. Yeah, so, Marcus, yeah, when you confirmed that. it was three G at the time, was there a lot of controversy with people just wondering, and you just need, need you to go there? <laughs> no, I think I just, just confirmed. I just provided confirmation. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fair so enough. it wasn't it's like little shopping. plastic daisies they've put in the ground so it looked real. <laughs> Listen, they say Marcus is a very, very good striker. He's an honest Christian lad. He yeah. wouldn't lie. No. Let's get him out there and see what he thinks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and apparently that was enough for the football league. So uh, it know, was the fit and. Do you reckon, do you reckon Pete, the, the, the big, <laughs> Pete, the big um, drawback to your theory about just bluffing it would be um, trying to hide all those little black balls that came that come around everywhere? That is uh, pollen. That's yeah. heavy pollen. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is remarkable for Sutton United. They're, they're, they're in the, the Football League for the first time in their history and they've been around for a long, long time. And there's some lovely stories of, uh, of various people that have been involved in the club and so on. And, and I hope that... Uh, that they manage to keep a bit of that spirit. It doesn't just go completely because inevitably, as the club starts making their way up through the divisions, I don't think Sutton United are suddenly going to be in the championship in two years' time. But um, but you know the fact is that the manager Matt Gray made it compulsory for the players to go into the club bar after the game and mingle with the supporters and all that kind of stuff. It would be quite. That's what Rooney was doing. <laughs> That's what he's trying to implement at Derby. But uh, I, I, it would be it, it would be quite. He's mingling with everyone. <laughs> No, it'll mingler. There'll probably be some supporters in here. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of meeting all these supporters. Oh, this good night. Got, this one's got a tattoo. <laughs> oh dear. Here we are. Anyway, enough of yeah. this nonsense. Anyway, well done, Sutton United. It's time for Luke's yeah, game. Well done, Sutton. <laughs> well done, Sutton. Yeah. All right, shall I, shall, I, shall I step in now and say it's um, just about, for the first time this season, for me at least, I'm going to say it's time for what I'd say at least 30% of you have been waiting for. It's time for this. 
It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yes, indeed. And just to give you all a reminder, Marcus is going to tell you what you need to be successful in this game. You need to uh, have your <laughs> head in the freezer and Correct. you need fire in your belly. Correct. Uh, <laughs> if Wayne Rooney's not careful, he'll have his head in an actual freezer. <laughs> oh, dear. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. The way Luke's game works, little refresher for the new season. I give the guys a player. They auction, they bid on how many of those, those clubs that player's played for they can name. You get a point if you get them right. You don't get a point. The other player gets a point if you get it wrong or you uh, repeat. And uh, my decision is final. It's a welcome return for Luke's game. We're going to do it again for the rest of this season. So strap yourselves in. I'm genuinely worried we might run out of players, but we'll see how we go. Yeah. Not today, but I mean, just throughout the just season. Get some of them trialists in there. <laughs> so, so Marcus, you end. Yeah, you ended the um, the season in uh-huh. a. I'm going to be diplomatic here. Uh-huh. You ended the season higher ranked than the young Peter. Yes. So yeah, that, um, is, di- that is diplomacy. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Peter <laughs> thought last season at one point. Peter thought about making a bid for about thirty seconds on the show, mm. and then um, didn't even remember who the player was. So that's the kind of standard. But it's a potential <laughs> banana skin for you, Marcus. I did feel. I did, I did feel sorry. I am Ronnie Radford. You are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did feel a bit sorry for you when uh, Herbert Chapman got pulled out the hat last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking to us. I'm not. I'm, you, can we get Luke's take on whether you're allowed? To, uh, players from when Herbert Chapman played. Of course you Pete, can. We do not have the time no. <laughs> for all the issues I have with what happened last Friday. But what I would say is, what I would say is, everyone was chucked into isolation quite last minute, yeah. and so there was a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. He's trying to figure things out. So I'm not going to blame anyone for that. But right, okay, normal see. service should, as much as normal service can be resumed when you're on the show, Pete Donaldson, mm. normal service should be about to be resumed. So Pete Donaldson, you get to go first because of the seeding situation. Seeding. Um, we don't do a quite a clean slate from one season to the next. You know, there's a little bit of... Um, carryover from the season previous um and you um get to go first today so the first player is and he was this right this is a bit of confusion here because there's two of this player i'm talking about the one born in 1980 Uh okay 1980 born okay he's played for five clubs in total he is alan smith Ooh, four four very good Pete Donald, um, Marcus Speller. Do you know what? It's so funny. I actually thought to myself, there's no... Oh, yeah, you meant that Alan Smith. Um, yeah. Yes. Four's very good, I have to say. Um, so he's going for four out of the five, which is incredible, really. <laughs> See how I do. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, he's not incredible at this point. He's just said a number. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, do you, what do I get from you, Marcus? So annoying because I've got four as well, and I'm desperately thinking, can I do the fifth? I think you might be able to afford to ask Pete to name them. Yeah. All right. Let, let's, let's Pete do his four. All okay, right. Pete, one at a time, sure. please. <clears throat> one at a time. Newcastle United. That's correct. Leeds United. Started his career there. That's also correct. All the Uniteds, Manchester United. <laughs> correct. That's three. You need one more. Doncaster Overs. I'm afraid not, Pete. Oh, That's a point to Marcus. Yeah, do you mean not county? Had, 
Yeah, you could have had Notts County, and you Notts could have County. had uh, mm. Milton's Key, Milton Keynes Dons. Ah, was it Notts? Was it Notts County? Like the time that like um, Sven was in the picture, and uh, no, I think no, he was, was, was after that. that. I think oh, he was, was with. Was uh, um, what was the when they had ex- all the money? Uh, what's his name? Who looked after Andy Carroll? Oh, Kevin oh, um, um, Nolan. Kevin Nolan. I think yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. Was he there, Kevin? Anyway, not to worry. Yeah, right. Uh, just because I've selected these players for a game, yeah. please don't assume I know all the trivia about them. That's just not how it is. <laughs> uh, it's one nil uh, to Marcus, uh, and Marcus, you get to go first this time. This one's a belter. Oh, it's an absolute belter. Here we go. Uli um, Belter. <laughs> Fourteen clubs oh, in total. Fourteen. Oh, um, I've met him, and he was actually a nice fella. Oh. Um, but oh. lots of people may not agree with that. It's Jermaine Pennant. Jermaine oh. Pennant, 14 clubs. Oh. Yeah. Hell fire. Oh. Yep. <laughs> what do we get from you, Marcus, as an, as an opening bid? I think I think it gives you a lot of flexibility, this amount of clubs. No, I don't think it does at all. It's too wide for me. Yeah. Too wide. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I'm going to go a very conservative four. Four? I'm disappointed in you, but it's early season. Still getting your match fitness. Mm, yeah, Peter. You know what? I'm I'm going to ask him to name them because I'm not. I'm. I think he's got a very very good chance to get this one wrong. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're one absolutely time, right, Marcus. Peter. I think you're absolutely right. One at a time, right. please, <laughs> and bear with me till I can scroll through the pages of clubs. Um, <laughs> uh, go for it, Liverpool. That's correct. Arsenal. That's correct. That's two. Um. Now, I'm genuinely hazy from this point on. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He was absolutely shitheading me. I think he played for Derby County. I'm afraid <laughs> not. That's a point oh, to Pete. Oh, yes, is please. a point to Pete. And um, I'll, I'll list through the players, the teams he's played for. Notts County, Arsenal, Watford, Leeds, Birmingham, Liverpool, Portsmouth, Raul Zaragoza, Stoke City, Wolves, yeah. FC Pune City, Wigan, Tampines Rovers, Bury, and Billericay Town. Now, Billericay Town is an interesting one. Producer Phil and I had a big um, chat about this because they're not technically a professional club, but I think he was being paid to play there. Oh. So it doesn't matter. It's all moot. Um, it's a point to Pete Donaldson, who gets to go first this time around as well. And this player's played for eight clubs in total. It comes up through the random algorithm and the random generator. I think, Pete, you can afford to be a little bit upset about how the um, how the dice have fallen here, playing <laughs> right into Marcus Speller's hands. Eight clubs right. in total. Colin Hendry. Oh. Eight clubs. Shit the bed. Blimey. That yes. seems like too many. <laughs> uh, it's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. Yeah. I can only name two, to be honest, lads. Sorry. this is That's terrible from me. Two. That's awful from me. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Peter. I can only name two as well. Um, but I'm going to have to go for three. Go okay. on, Marcus. Pete, do you want Marcus to name three for two? Yes, one? I would like to. So I would okay. like to see that. I'm, gen- I'm genuinely struggling here. Genuinely struggling. So obviously, Blackburn Rovers. That's correct. And Rangers. That's also correct. And I do not have another one. Uh, this is a complete guess. <laughs> guess you just go and guess, guess one then. I'm just going to have to guess. Hewn um, City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will guess. Not with that skin. That, I was going to say that. Um, Hibernian. I'm afraid not. That's a point to Pete oh, Dawson, who's now one up with two to play. One up. Incredible scene. <laughs> who else so, did Colin Hendry play for? Keith, Isla Vale, Dundee, Dundee, Blackburn, Manchester City, Blackburn again, Rangers, 
Coventry City um, and then Cove, Bolton yes. Wanderers. Coventry, could, I, I knew he played for Cove. another Scottish club. I couldn't remember. He then ended his career at Preston North End and then Blackpool before rounding it all up. How about that? Um, the first two of those, of course, were not professional clubs. Yeah. But that does bring you to a total of eight by my maths, which are actually quite poor. <laughs> so, um, Marcus, you're up first this time, though. Chance to redeem on. yourself. You are one down with two yeah, to play against Pete Donaldson. Well, it's only pre-season. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, this is this is the first official fixture. I'm playing first. the second team. Here we go. I'm pepping it. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever once played your first team in anything? <laughs> no, because I need somewhere to go. Yeah, true. Um, okay, Marcus, up. you're first. Here we go. Six clubs in total. Six. He retired in 2014. He is William Gallas. William Gallas. God, blimey. Pete, you don't look confident here. My face could be doing a lot of things. You're like Wayne Rooney. Oh, this is so frustrating. I am really rusty. This is so frustrating. William Gallas. First game of the season under pressure. Yeah. It's to be expected. Ah, uh, Conservative bid. I'll go for three. I think that's the sweet spot. Peter, can you do four? No, I can't, but I would like Marcus to name his three. Yeah, it's worked. He's, rusty. A, a tactic he's not having a good time. It's worked for yeah, both tactic, of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, People Marcus. People might not find this very satisfying. People may be disappointed about my football knowledge, but I've been doing this for 12 years and up yours, yeah. all right? <laughs> at, least you're not, at least you're not insecure about it. Yeah. Marcus, three, let's go. <laughs> it's 14 years, I think, now. Uh, uh, Chelsea. Correct. Arsenal. That's two. Tottenham Hotspur. That's your three. You've tied oh, it up. Well Two done, all. Marcus. It well goes done, down mate. to the last one. So William well Gallas done, played for Cannes, Marseille, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs. Finished his career at Perth Glory. Yeah. Okay, Peter. Think about this. You've got a chance to make a name for yourself. Here we go. Bear Here this we in go. mind, okay? Yeah. This guy's played for six clubs in total at time of recording. He's still playing Whoa. now. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Six clubs in total. Romelu Lukaku. Romy. Romy. Uh, okay. What do you think? What are you going for? Three. I'm going to go for three. Uh, they're, they're the ones I know. Marcus? Definitely. Um, Come on. He has to go for four. He has let's to. Let's go for all six. Knows I... Oh, what? Let's that is it. a blockbuster move. A blockbuster move. Okay. Wow. If you put one foot wrong, Pete Donaldson wins. Well, I thought to myself, I could say four, I could say five, and I thought, sod it, let's have a go. Go Mark, on, then. Round of applause. All right, well, done it, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, for going for it, I think, you know. Fair enough. I wanted to get all six Pete Donaldson then, back on side, and I thought, this will impre- this will, this will warm his. Okay. All six, please, one at a time. At the end of Indiana Jones. The pen man shall pass. Um, Inter. That's correct. He's there now. West Brom. That's also correct. Spent some time alone there. Everton. Yes, sir. Manchester United. That's four. Chelsea. That's your fifth. And elect. Insert Marcus Speller wins jingle because the man is three two. Well played. The blockbuster finish to a great opening fixture. Well played, sir. Absolutely cracking, mate. Well played indeed. Get in there. Come on, uh, blimey. You made, me, you made me work for it, Peter. Well, you, you, you're your own worst enemy. You overthought th- a lot of them, I think. So, To be fair, Jermaine Pennant, I mean, that was like 
That was a low point. Yeah, just <laughs> just pick any club. Preferably. But there's no pictures on the score sheet, yeah. so you got you come out of the win. Weirdly, one of the only ones that Jim Bennett that I knew was Pune City. Yeah. Was it? What's that about? <laughs> Do you know what? Though? I thought about who did he play for, and I was like, was it like? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember. I had a couple of Thai clubs in my head, and I thought, <laughs> no, that's on it. Well, there we are, ladies. And what an end to uh, to a fantastic Friday ramble. I think you'll all agree. Thank you very much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we'll see you on Monday from f- with some actual football chat, Community Shield, the Championship Football League, and, and so much more. Um, mm. Lots of love. Thanks very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Dalton. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network.